And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Good morning, Doc Manson. It's time to get up. Hello there. How are you, Doc Manson at Doc Manson? I'm tired, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. How are you? Uh, I am doing quite well. Uh, I texted you a few hours ago and was just like, hey, I know things have been well. I basically just said, are you good for podcasting? Didn't hear from you. You're a busy man. <laughs> and then your wife indicated in the bestie chat that you may have come home early and you may be asleep. And I was like, you know what? Just let him sleep. He's been working six, seven <laughs> jobs at a time. How nice let of the, you. Let the poor man sleep. And of course, within five minutes of saying that, you texted. So I don't know if she did wake you up or if it just so happened that you were awake at that time. No, but. no, she didn't wake me up, but I woke up. Um, and the first thing I did, oh, so I saw your text heart. message. My heart. And I messaged uh, you back. Are you feeling all right? You getting run down? You you getting a little worn out? Burning the midnight oil like you are? I feel, I, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm getting a little worn down, but there's been a lot going on, so I'm just tired. Sure. But sure, sure. <sighs> uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, people have criticized us for getting into wrestling. Early on in the show, um, we were criticized saying, you know, for that. I don't know about criticized, but somebody remarked at how weird it was that we started talking about wrestling early on. Usually, they're I used mean, to ten or fifteen minutes of nonsense. Are you sure that wasn't actually. me? I think I mentioned that on the show itself. <laughs> it could be at this point. Yeah, I could be thinking about you. Anyways, yeah, okay, well, um, so before we get into uh, the big wrestling news of the day that I do want to unpack with you. Uh, Works, I'm assuming, very busy. The holiday is coming up. This is your time, and I I must admit, you're you're not very seasonal right now. Am I usually seasonal on the podcast? Well, between the pumpkin taste testing, talking about the decorations, uh, Shocktober. Yeah, I usually I get here are the seven horror movies I watched this week. Well, that's true. Yeah, no, um, Shocktober is not a thing. This year, I think I might have watched a movie this week, but I I honestly don't remember. Um, did you happen to see that Halloween Kills movie? Oh, and if, shut if up. So what did you think? <laughs> I got no feedback on the bestie chat about that. So uh, I believe our besties are falling a bit behind because, you know, I'm now the joy of booking comes out usually, you know, twice a week and Jeremy and I don't know about Glenn, but Jeremy, at least, who's one of the three people who listens to that show, uh, admitted he's like, I have so many podcasts to catch up on. I think, you know, I think people are busy. I think you're not the only one who's busy this time of year. And so people might need to uh, catch up. But if you haven't heard last week's episode in which Doc talks for about 30 minutes <laughs> about the, the genius of Halloween Kills... I uh, highly recommend you you make sure to check that one out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, 
the missus mentioned, there might not be any Halloween festivities. You're not even going to go sit outside this year. I mean, we didn't do it last year on a quarter of the pandemic. We really didn't want sure. people coming sure. up to the house. And, you know, I feel less strongly about that this year. Um, but it was nice not having a night of Oscar just being completely insane by having people That's coming true. to the door. So um, do you just turn off all the lights and hide in the dark. We don't really turn them all off, but we just, you know, don't turn the porch light on and people don't come to the door. That's fair. It's a tends to, it seems to be a societal contract that most people seem to adhere to. Um, we did put a bowl of candy at the end of the driveway, so we weren't like complete, uh, you know. Heathens. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. Halloween heathens. Yeah. Um, You mentioned the pandemic, and I, I don't know that we've gotten a, a science update lately. Uh how do you think things are going? Are are we are we nearing being in the clear? Is this just the calm before yet another storm? What say you, uh, actual PhD in the sciences? Uh, what do you say? I don't think we're really any better or worse off than we were three months ago. I think people have just decided that they're over it, and that's it. And I, given how lax people are getting, I will say, you know, the missus and I, we we certainly have gone back to our, you know, going out on the weekends, doing our errands. Uh, we've been to get breakfast out a few times. Uh, we even went this last weekend. And I will say this last weekend, I definitely got the impression I had sort of noticed it two weeks ago. But last weekend, certainly uh, people are done with masks. People just aren't wearing them around here. Hmm. They're just, don't get me wrong, there are some people who are, but I would say the majority of people seem to be just over it. Um, and I think that that's going to be problematic for some people. But, you know, right now I think the vaccines we have are doing a good enough job. It'll just be an issue if there is a, uh, you know, maybe a, a variant of concern that comes to the forefront that could set us back quickly and costly, but you know, that's a, that's a if statement and people don't care about if statements. So people are going to live their lives, man. I'm not going to live in fear because live wearing a mask, put a piece of cloth on your face apparently means you're fearful. I don't, I don't know, but I mean, yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. There's no predicting it. I will say last week, FDA CDC said that, uh, Folks who received the J&J &J vaccine are good to go for a booster, and you can get a booster of any kind. So my plan is to get a booster on Friday. Uh, I'll be getting a Moderna if I have any say about it, and I will have a say about it. I'll go somewhere till I get a Moderna. Um, just looking at the looking at the studies that have been done, and you know, admittedly, it's not a huge amount of data, but. It looks like people who had J&J &J that boost with J&J &J get about a fourfold increase in antibiotic titers. Um, boosting with Pfizer gets about a 36-fold increase in antibody titers. And boosting with Moderna gets like a 72-fold increase wow. in titers. So I'll be looking for the Moderna sure. uh, to get a nice thorough boost. I would have already gone, but last week, well, two weeks ago now, two weeks ago Thursday is when I got my flu shot. And although there are no official recommendations about it, uh, a, a two-week gap is appropriate to let your immune system do its thing 
with the first vaccine. Don't get me wrong. If you're tight on time, you can get them the same day. Who cares, really? But I wasn't exactly feeling the the time sure. crunch. So give my, my body some to, time to breathe. My plan is to get one in each arm, like flu shot in one arm, the Moderna booster in the other arm, and I'm good to go. All right. Uh, yeah, you fun. know, I working in a school, the mass mandates, uh, at least for now, going on for the rest of the year. We believe that's how it will remain, and I'm t- totally fine with that. I'm still wearing masks into grocery stores on the rare time I go. If I'm going to pick takeout, I'm wearing them. Oh, yeah, I'm know, still depending. wearing them all the time, but definitely the majority of people I'm seeing um, yeah, don't appear to be wearing them. So, No, Um you know, I get weird looks from the local greasy spoon, which is filled mainly with Republicans who seem to not like the fact that I wear a mask. But then again, I got weird looks from them when I went in before the pandemic. They just you're probably just not a regular. So I'm not a, exactly. I'm not a regular. Uh, but yeah, you know, and we don't do it. We don't go out to restaurants. We don't go to the movies or anything like that. So I can't say what else uh, is going on out there in the world. I, I would like to think Things are improving. I would like to think that by next year, I can go to a movie again and not feel weird, but we'll have to see. Yes, we will. We will have to see. The The, the fact that, what is it, Pfizer is going to try to push a vaccine for ages 5 to 11 or something like that, um, you know, being someone who works with that age group, that would make me feel better. Yeah, so, absolutely. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And, you know, they're right. doing tests in the background now. Um, they're basically doing dry runs using some of these other variants that have cropped up. Not ones that they think they need to have a dedicated booster to. Like, they're not, at the moment anyway, you know, planning on a Delta-specific shot. But what they are doing is trying to... um streamline their processes so in the background they are doing the work to make vaccines against those variants Mm. and they're trying to do it inside of a timetable of 100 days so that should there be a need for a true you know variant booster shot in the future um you know another variant of concern that is escaping the current vaccine their hope is they will have their processes down that they'll be able to go start to finish developing such a booster in a hundred days. And so they're basically they're doing, they're doing dry runs of that now with shots against beta and Delta, I think, or is it alpha and Delta, but regardless they're doing it. And that's cool. I think that's really cool. hundred days to vaccine is um, really cool. It's been an exciting, you know, prospect of MRNA vaccines for a long time. It's how rapidly mm-hmm. they ought to be able to be, um, you know, changed. And from the beginning, when we were talking about mRNAs on the show, that's sort of what I've been saying, how, like, you know, that's good, cool that finally is coming out because it's going to be uh, the future of a lot of types of vaccines. So I think that's really cool. I'm excited for the future of those vaccines. Uh, I'm a little less excited about the future of a wrestling company I don't know if you slept through the news, if you've happened to be on Twitter and see the news. Uh, Ring of Honor um, appears for now to be done. That's not true. 
Well, I have their statement here. I don't need to read the whole thing, uh, but they are they are changing their business operations. They're planning a pivot. They're going to be taking the first quarter of 2022 off, um, and they hope to return in April with a new fan-focused product to provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. Uh, And they have supposedly uh, released or ended the contracts of their entire roster. Which is not true either. So what's actually happening... What do you mean it's not true? So what's actually I happening is they're, they're still doing TV tapings in November to finish out the rest of the year for sure. Possibly even this break next year, they're going to have TV if they're doing those tapings. Unclear. Um, Sinclair has not canceled the weekly television show, so it stands to reason that it may still be on the air, even if they are taking a hiatus from producing that show um, next year. People whose contract, people who are undercontracted, are contracted through the end of the year, unless their contract lasted longer, in which case their contract is going to last through March 31st of next year. They are free to take bookings with other companies starting now, but they will still have to fulfill their current contracts either through the end of the year or through the end of March. Um, they obviously have a pay per view show at the end of December, and at least they're announcing that they will have their pay-per-view event in April on WrestleMania weekend. So you take all of that together, and it sure doesn't sound like a company that's done. Although, I will admit, doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good for the long-term prospects. But most of what the scuttlebutt that seems to be going around, none of it actually seems to be all that true. So, no. Nah. I saw at least three different tweets on Twitter that said Ring of Honor was dead, so they're dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably true. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, this is does this does seem like the sort of thing where it's going to progress. And yeah, they're saying right now this is what we're doing, but it doesn't sound I'm reminded, good. I'm reminded of Lucha Underground. Yeah. Lucha Underground was like, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And whether or not they even finished that season or not, it, it was pretty much done the thing yeah. is, the thing is here is if it, and again, this is, is it true? We don't know. But if it's legitimately true that Sinclair has not pulled the money, the funding for the weekly show, I can't imagine they're done. Yes, maybe they're going to scale back or something, mm. but I would, I would have expected the death of Ring of Honor to have come about by Sinclair the company that provides that a majority true. of their funding coming out and saying, yeah, we're canceling your show. And that would be the end of the promotion. And since that hasn't happened. And again, it sounds like from the quote unquote reporters talking about this, that Sinclair is, has not done that. And again, maybe tomorrow that'll change and my entire, and therefore the crux of my argument I'm making now will be completely invalid. But at the moment, it doesn't sound like they're done done. I, I don't understand what Sinclair is because it's not like Ring of Honor is on major television. Like the commercials are ridiculous. You know, how popular is Sinclair Broadcasting? I don't expect you to necessarily know that information, but I don't think they're wildly popular, but I think that they are a business that owns a number of, you know, these small local sort of broadcasting sure. affiliates. So, sure. Um, you know, they've got. People are talking on Twitter about the library and, you know, if they're done. And obviously, you know more about it than I do. Um, 
you know, would WWE want to buy the library? Would AEW want to buy the library? If I'm Sinclair and, you know, Ring of Honor has now almost 20 years worth of. And wouldn't you just keep it? Wouldn't you just run it in syndication? That's what I'm saying. Just be like, okay, you know what? We're going to be Ring of Honor and we're going to be doing, hey, it's Brian Danielson month. You know, tune into Ring of Honor for the best of Brian Danielson. Coming up next month, El Generico. Yeah. And, you know, I think fans would love that. I'd be much more interested to watching that than the current product. I went through the roster. Yep. Dalton Castle's still there. The Briscoes are still there. Jay Lethal's still there. Mike and Maria Canellis are there. PCO. And that's about a whole bunch of people I've never heard of or at least never seen. Yeah. So it's not like that roster was incredibly deep anyways. I hope they succeed. I want all wrestling companies to succeed. Um, I can't imagine they're going to get bought and become, you know, a developmental territory for anybody. Although I suppose AEW doesn't have one. So, you know, you could start having Ring of Honor Dark or Ring of Honor on YouTube, but... Yeah, they've got Dark. They've got Elevate. I don't know that they need uh, anything more than that. But who knows? Who knows? Ring of Honor was one of those things that for the last... I mean, probably the last 18 months of the pandemic, but honestly, I feel like longer than that has just sort of been in the background. Because, like, ever since... All Out, the first All Out, like the the I don't know the hardcore wrestling base audience, the people really into wrestling. See, it feels like they've been gathering and coalescing around the AEW product um, sure. that came out at you know that developed after a off after All Out. I, yeah. I feel like Ring of Honor, basically since being purchased by Sinclair, has been this background non entity. Because Sinclair clearly isn't interested in investing the types of money they would need to be a heavyweight player. No. So they're just kind of this, you know, this small time Smoky Mountain yeah. wrestling in an in, in age of these international companies, you know? Yeah. Well, they're not, I would say they're not even at the level of an MLW or uh, and certainly not an impact. Yeah, they uh, used to be you know, maybe, but they used to be yeah. absolutely. But you know, I I think the the library would have value. You get your you know if you have Samoa Joe and AJ Styles under contract, you have CM Punk or Dan, Brian Danielson under contract, and Adam Cole under contract. There's certainly some interest. You know, if AEW is doing a streaming service, having the Ring of Honor catalog would certainly get me to give them money if I could watch Ring of Honor stuff. So. I mean, couldn't you give Ring of Honor money to watch that stuff? I could, but they don't have great, their user interface isn't great. Okay. You know, AEW, I would imagine, is going to have a streaming service that is as at least as good as Impact Plus, and I give Impact Plus money. All right. So well, one can hope. But, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. I agree with we'll your sentiment overall. Wouldn't it be nice you know. for all wrestling companies to be doing well and carving out their niche and doing their thing? Yeah. And for what, whatever is going on in the background here, clearly someone in charge somewhere said, we can be doing better, and let's see if we can make good on the idea of doing better. And if that's what they're trying sure. to do, I hope it works out for them. 
I, I'm interested to see what it could be, you know, if they're talking about... I'm seeing colors. I'm seeing <laughs> blues and purples and oranges and yellows. Yeah, bright, bright greens. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking ROH 2.0, lots of colors. I think that that would get wrestling fans excited, I think. I'm assuming the reason you are so tired is because you watched... Halloween Havoc 2021 last night. And that's why you're so weary, correct? So is Halloween Havoc an AEW show now? Is it an no. NXT show? It's, a, it's an NXT show. Okay. It was last night on, uh, you know, NXT. No, I didn't NXT watch Tuesdays. it. Tuesdays. Although I did, I did, I think I, I assume this was from that show then. I saw something about Io uh, Shirai taking a nasty. Ladder bump. Ladder bump. I saw yep. a, a a gif of it though, and I was like, that kind of just looks like a ladder bump. I didn't really seem particularly nasty to me from the angle I saw, but I, I mean, whatever. That that was the match in which Toxic Attraction. I don't know who that is. Uh, defeated Yoshirai and Zoe Stark. I don't know who that is. And Indy Hartwell and her teammate Persia Parada. I don't know who that is. Indy Hartwell, I know because she looks like Sonia Deville, maybe? That's the taller kind version? Of either that or or like a Billy Kay. I always thought she looked a little bit like Billy Maybe Kay that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, maybe it's Billy Kay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's been a while. One half, of, one half of Toxic Attraction is Priscilla Kelly, who is a name you might know. I do know that name. Okay. Uh, we saw Joe Gacy. I don't know who that is. Uh, he beat Malik Blade. Don't know who that is. Uh, we saw Roderick Strong. Never heard of him. You know who Roderick <laughs> Strong is. Uh, but yeah, uh, Mandy Rose won the women's title. She's in NXT. Oh, good. I don't know She's if you knew that. Probably clearly the best one in the division. So makes sense. She'd have the title. She's part of she's part of the stable of toxic attraction. So now they have the women's tag team titles and the women's title. Uh, Imperium won the tag team titles. Is that Walter's Rossi group? Yes. Okay. Although Walter's not there yet, but the the assumption is that he is coming to the U.S. Wasn't he um, in the U.S. already? The assumption is he was the NXT UK champion. The assumption is he will move to the. U.S. NXT 2.0. Why is, is that the assumption? Because he's done all he could do in NXT UK. At one so. point, didn't he say, though, he didn't want to come to the U.S.? Yes. The assumption is that that has now changed. The assumption is he would like to continue receiving a paycheck. Yes. So he's going to move across the yes. seas. Okay, cool. And then uh, in the main event, Tommaso Ciampa, your NXT champion, Oh, uh, defeat defeated Braun Breaker. All right, I don't know who that is, but it sounds uh, like Braun a great Breaker, show. Braun Breaker is uh, Rick Steiner's son, but rather than call him a Steiner, uh, his name is Braun Breaker. I could understand why you would not saddle him with the Steiner name and legacy. He is the son of Rick Steiner, but he talks very, very much like Uncle Scott Steiner. That's unfortunate. 
<laughs> you have to you uh, have to think that you know a lot of times there's there's a, a genetic or hereditary component to mental illness. So like. I, You know, you know what that might yeah. maybe that's a tasteless <laughs> joke. Although I don't know how much of a joke that was I was making. Like I would have concerns if they think Braun Breaker is gonna be their next big star. Just knowing that he's got that familial connection with the Steiners and just the the business connection. Because like the Steiners to me, they're like, like they're not in the Hall of Fame, right? No. I don't think they ever will be because I don't think the WWE likes the way the Steiners did business in the latter parts of their career. And I just feel like, you know, I feel like the potential is strong with the son of Rick Steiner for that not to work out for you if you're the WWE, right? I understand what you are saying. And I am behind in my NXT watching. Yeah. But they are clearly making him the next big star in in NXT 2.0. I hope that works out for him. The assumption was he was going to beat Champa, and people were surprised when it didn't happen. Well, it's good to surprise people, right? That's that's good. But but yeah, uh, I I have watched a bit of wrestling. I am continuing. I uh, to be fair, I gave up trying to catch up with impact just because their streaming service tends to, if you fast forward too far, it tends to just kick you back to the beginning. I watched some impact. I watched a little bit of NXT again from about a month ago. It's fine. Uh, We, we had our, you know, the, the draft is now in effect on raw and SmackDown. We had the new era of raw and SmackDown, uh, Happen. So what what changed in the new era? Not much, as far as I can tell. But they just kept saying it was the new era. Um, Oh, yes. Forgive me. Uh, On Raw, the new era of Raw, we had RK Bro wrestle AJ Styles and Omos. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Write in (laughs) to let us know what the new era of Raw and SmackDown means, because we are very confused. Let's see. We had uh, a triple threat tag team title match. Um, queen Zelina Vega had a match. Wait, she's a queen now? She won the queen of the ring or the queen's crown. They had a king of the ring. How does Charlotte Flair had- feel about that, given her entire thing was the being the queen? I, I don't know that they considered her. I suppose we could also talk don't about Don't they call that. her the queen, Charlotte Flair? Yeah, they probably won't do that anymore. Right now, they're calling her, I believe, uh, the bitch that no one wants to be around, Charlotte Flair. Did you did you read this whole thing that happened from SmackDown? I, I absorbed something from Twitter about it, but... There, there was, allegedly, allegedly, there was a... Uh, there was a segment, we know there was, where Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair were supposed to switch titles because they got drafted to the other shows, and the blue... Well, it needs to stay on the blue brand. And there was a miscommunication, perhaps, in terms of how the belts were going to be handed off. And one of them was dropped or thrown at the other person. And things apparently, people didn't like that. So apparently, again, allegedly, uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte had a heated argument 
in the backstage area, needed to be separated. Charlotte then got in her car and left without talking to anybody. Sonia Deville apparently was mad about how things went down, wanted to get into a legitimate fight with Charlotte. This is all the rumors and things. Oh, that, that sounds are. real to me. That's kind of it. I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. To- I think Charlotte Flair totally is, you know, one very long leg out the door at this point. Like, yes. and that's not even a comment about the length of her legs. Like, <laughs> just, you know, she's engaged, married to Andrade. I don't even know what the status of that situation is. Andrade clearly is in AEW. He's happy working elsewhere. And I just can't mm-hmm. imagine Charlotte Flair would be with the WWE long term at this point. Um, no. And whether or not that's because she's an ego, an egomaniacal maniac or just because she can get money elsewhere. Sure. I, I don't know. Like people were trying to defend her by saying that she had originally wanted to lose the belt to Bianca at on Raw last week. And so, you know, how could she be this horrible well, person? Well, here's the thing, like if if, was, if you're just an actor fulfilling a role and that seems to be to seems to me that the current crop of wrestlers very much understand that that is what they are. They are not living these gimmicks. You know what I mean? It just seems so unlikely to me that somebody would get mad about the boss who runs everything coming in and saying, hey, I want you to hand this person that belt and they're going to hand you that belt because the colors are different. Like, who in in today's wrestling... If Charlotte really is legitimately upset about this, like she's disconnected with reality completely right because what what, why would she care what color belt she's holding like what's to be mad about there yeah i I don't understand because it doesn't it it doesn't mean anything I, i don't know you know people were like oh you know charlotte and becky have Beef. It's like people you know, want used to be best friends. They're no longer friends. They really you want know, people that's... to take this very seriously because, you know, the fans, some of the fans take it really seriously. But again, it seems like this whole current wave of wrestlers. And I'm not saying this to complain. I, they don't they don't live the, the gimmick anymore. They understand they're actors. And again, maybe Charlotte doesn't understand she's an actress. Um and maybe that's why she's upset. I, I don't know, but it just seems unlikely to me. It's never been the impression I've gotten from really anyone in this crop of superstars. No. I think, you know, I'm sure Charlotte is ready to leave. She's done pretty much all she needs to do in the WWE. She's won all the titles. Um, again, like you said, her fiance, husband, I don't know what whether it is. Uh, congratulations to Carmella and Corey Graves, by the way, got engaged. Good for them. Um, you know, I'm sure she would be happy to go to AEW and win titles over there as well. And maybe that's why she wanted to drop the belt. So it would be easier for her to leave. But again, I think you're right. I think they understand that they are entertainers and just like, you know, Sylvester Stallone is not trying to hang on to his one movie role when he goes and takes on another movie role. You know, you win the belt. That's fine. You move on. You still get paid. So Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it would signal to me a pretty big break from reality. And don't get me wrong. There are some people that are like that. 
but I, it just doesn't seem to be the way that business goes anymore. So I, it would just be surprising to me, I guess, for this to be real. Yeah. Either way, it, that was the that was the big thing that came out of SmackDown's new era. Otherwise, not much happened on that show either. Um, I don't know when their next, you know, they had Crown Jewel, which was in Saudi Arabia. That show has happened. I guess their next pay-per-view is Survivor Series in November, which I believe is going to be, once again, SmackDown versus Raw, champion versus champion. Maybe this is adding some fuel to the fire of an eventual Charlotte versus Becky match. Maybe that's what this was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, to make it Although, seem interesting. I guess the one thing I did here is they edited the segment on the replay. And so, like, that's the only bit of evidence that I would put towards maybe something actually happened there. Because why would they edit it otherwise? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Either way. I definitely don't exciting know. Exciting times. I am sure there are also important things that happened in AEW. I don't know what they are. Uh, haven't watched that, even Darker Elevation, in a while. Um, just, you know, there's there's a lot of wrestling, and I love that, which is why I want Ring of Honor to succeed. And yet, I can't be asked to keep up with everything. Nope. Stop trying. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I'm slowly working my way through NXT, uh, now that I've somewhat caught up with impact, but I don't know that I'll get caught up. I think you should just cut through. off all of WWE, be done with it, and just pick up AEW. You can watch all their shit for free on YouTube, right? Or most of it. I can watch Dark and Elevation at least. You know what I mean? We can stop paying for this Peacock service and um, just just go the AEW it route. Would be, it would be easier for me to get caught up on NXT if I didn't have to watch the commercials. I will say that. If I didn't have NXT? to watch this, those oh, yeah, yeah, pesky yeah. commercials. Well, that's why you should watch AEW. <laughs> now, TNT has worse commercials. You've seen the ads yeah. that are on TNT. That's true. That's so. true. All right. We have emails there, friends. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. I see three. I don't know how many you see. You have slightly I only see two email a work in progress Glenn and Mitchell I don't see Mitchell's interesting um oh and here's one from his... Dan I don't see Dan that one was in my junk mail I thought I looked maybe Dan sent one and I'm not seeing recently. Mitchell's huh. nope all right well nope I've got the other all three right. so you're definitely reading Mitchell's sure who do you have first? I have uh, Brent, so work in progress. Yeah. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com right. is the email address. Should you want to have your thoughts or questions answered on these airwaves? And surely you should. Uh, a work in progress, AWI pod. The title is TMNT. I have a question that I think tells you everything you need to know about a person. Who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? I, w- I would challenge you rather than do that. I believe... If you want to know everything you need to know about a person, you don't just ask who is your favorite Ninja Turtle. You have to rank the Ninja Turtles. I think your favorite Ninja Turtle is Leonardo. Or Leonardo would or Donatello. Okay. Leonardo 
might be my least favorite. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So let's let's just go number one. Who's your number one? Who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Who do you think is my favorite Ninja Turtle? I will go ahead and say mm, it's it's hard because you have you have (laughs) qualities that, you know, you're goofy like Michelangelo. Um, You can sometimes be moody like Raphael. (laughs) Uh, you you have the science slight nerd background of a Donatello, so Leonardo I would think would also not be your favorite. I'll go ahead and say that like me, your favorite Ninja Turtle is Michelangelo. Absolutely, he's the best. Yeah, he is. He's the best. I remember getting a uh, Ninja Turtle Halloween costume one year, and I believe it was Leonardo, and I was actively upset. Okay. That I had to wear a Leonardo. Do you like Cyclops of the X-Men? No. Okay. For some reason, in the back of my head, I was thinking you liked Cyclops, which is why I said Leonardo might be your favorite. If I had known that, I never would have said Leonardo. So I have been reading, now that I am caught up on comics on Marvel Digital Unlimited, um, I'm now going back and reading the X-Men. Not from the beginning. I'm skipping around, but I'm going through chronologically. My God, Cyclops is the worst. And I, I, I do kind of, in my brain, I think Leonardo and Cyclops are basically yes. the same character. So, yes. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, nope. uh, number nope. two. Uh, Who's number two on the list? If we both have ranking of turtles. For me, number two for me would be done. I agree as well. And then it would go Raphael, number three, Leonardo, number four. I'm not sure about the last two slots because... Raphael was such an incredible baby in the live action movies. It it yes. really made me dislike him incredibly in my childhood. So based off of the movies, Raphael might be my least favorite. Um, but based off of cartoon lore, I, I think I would probably put Raphael above Leo. Absolutely. I think that's fair. I was going based on the cartoons. I, I do think once you add the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Raph sucks Raph, in the movies. I'm sorry. Raph and Leonardo are, yeah, definitely at the bottom. Yeah. Where about Casey Jones? Where's he on that list? He's probably right in the middle. You think so? Ahead of Raphael and Leonardo, but below Donatello and Mike Lynch. In my head, mutant turtle ninja Beats dude with hockey mask every time. I feel like he's like a distant 10th place behind all the turtles. Although, you know, because although there is part of me that wants to love Casey Jones, because again, the, the hockey mask makes me think, you know, they're, they're doing a Jason yeah. thing. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I didn't like him. Cause I was like, that's no Jason. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why I rebelled so hard. No, that would be which horror movie villain would you like the Ninja Turtles to go up against? Honestly, none of them only because I feel like that would be one of those watered down crossovers because the villain wouldn't be allowed to dismember any of the turtles. So what's the point? But I mean, I don't know. I think if you could make it, if you could make the movie and you could make it as dark as you wanted to, Oh yeah. Like I mean if I if I could go any which way with it I would probably choose Freddy Krueger just because 
He's always been my favorite slasher character because, you know, he, he can do anything. It's unlimited dream powers. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, there could be some good story there with Donatello being the science guy trying to figure yeah. out a way to get Freddy out of the dream world, which is, you know, what the story always goes in a nightmare movie. But like having that See, science picked, side of it. I, I should have picked Donatello because he is the most likely turtle to be also a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a crossover I, I could get behind. I could imagine a very, very dark Ninja Turtle movie in which Michelangelo is the first one dead because he is suffocated on pizza. <laughs> like in the dream, he's just eating pizza, 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 pizza. And like they find him and he is just literally stuffed almost like in the movie seven. With 100%. I think that's got to be the first death in my Turtles movie. <laughs> um, it's shocking to people, right? They're not going to yeah. kill Michelangelo. He's the most popular turtle. Yeah. Not fun loving Cowabunga Mike. Nope. He's dead. Yeah. I mean, maybe you kill Splinter first to really make it personal. I don't know. Oh, that's true. That's true. All right. Excellent question, Brent. Again, so glad you're joining us. Who do you have next, Dan or Glenn? Uh, Glenn. One potato, two potato. Oh, Hi, guys. This week's question is cuisine related. Related. Be it plain boiled, mashed, french fries, baked, or roasted. The humble potato is such a versatile food, which got me to wondering, what is your favorite way to consume the humble spud? Thanks, as always, the countdown to 300 and DDT karaoke is on. Glenn. Uh, mm. I don't know if we do. Yes, we do. We do. Give me your top three ways to consume a potato. Mashed. Tater tot. French fry. And especially if I can load that French fry up with chili and cheese sauce. Or the tots for that matter. But yeah. Probably probably mashed potatoes above all. I could do without a baked potato. Would you put chili on mashed potatoes? Or is that too... too I never have, but I I totally would. Okay. Um, I got I like potato chips. No, I didn't even think about potato chips. Potato chip? Hmm. You know. Um, I do like a good potato chip. I like well-cooked home fries, which is difficult to do. Now, you worked um, in a short-order restaurant. Did they do breakfast or were you just lunch? Really just lunch, dinner. So do they do home fries? No. When when you want to make home fries, presuming they you do that in the Manson household, how do you go about it? Uh, I go to the local diner and I order an order of them. But don't you find that a lot of diners, it's just like pieces of baked potato that have... Slipped. I don't often order it. And uh, yeah. I I will say I, I I don't really make it myself. Uh, I feel like it's a hassle to try to get it right, so I just don't. I usually don't partake. Yeah. You know, I'll make them, but it's a labor intensive process. Like I'm crisp. Is um, that the issue? Or yeah, yeah. And I want them crisp on multiple sides. I'll take a potato that is crisp on one side, but I would prefer it to be crisp all over. Which is again, it's very labor intensive. But I would say I don't like. Mashed potatoes. I know that's heresy, 
Um, I, you know, will eat a baked potato. I will Boy, eat a baked just, potato, but I'm never choosing the baked potato. Yeah. My parents used to make boiled potatoes, and I never understood why. Like, I'll have a boiled potato if it's, like, boiled with a stew. You know what I mean? Like, in sure. the stew broth. Yes. I like that. That's, that's good. That's different, because that's absorbing. The yeah. They would just boil potatoes, and it would be a side. And I'm like, I don't know what we're doing. I mean, at that point, you should um, mash them and make the mashed potato. If you're already boiling yeah. them, just mash them up. Uh, an au gratin, your, your scallop potatoes, those are pretty good. I do like some scallop potatoes. Eh. I, they're okay, but I'm always choosing the mashed over it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, and you know, French fries, of course, are good. We had waffle fries with our chicken burgers and steamed broccoli today for dinner. Um, curly fries. Mm, curly fries. Also very good. But yeah, a potato chip. Good call on potato chips. That's, that's my yeah. That's my fan. All right. When did Dan send his email to 618. you? 618. All right. Mitchell beats it because that was 341. Mitchell Monroe, Halloween, got a simple one for you all this week. What's your favorite Halloween-themed episode of a TV show? Any genre, but preferably not a show that would fit into Halloween every episode anyway. Oh, that's not that fair. That is not a simple question. No. That is not a simple question. Because uh, now I'm like, oh, what Halloween episodes have there been? So this is totally Hall- the thing that he is specifying against, right? But I remember there being um, a Halloween episode of the real Ghostbusters cartoon show where they were battling this villain called Sam Hain, who basically was this big, tall skeleton pumpkin man like he had a big pumpkin for a head and sam hain was like really like the most dastardly spooky villain of all of the ghostbusters villains he became a recurring character but i believe he was first for a halloween special he's sort of like the apocalypse of the real ghostbusters universe and i always really liked sam hain as a villain so i'd be tempted to say that but again the rules he's laid down i would say that the real ghostbusters kind of is always marginally appropriate towards a Halloween setting. So I, I don't know. I think you could probably get away with. So beyond that, like I would say probably like this is again, going back to my childhood, another cartoon, uh, the Garfield Halloween special was definitely a favorite of mine. Um, dressing up as the pirate and the ghost pirates and all that stuff. That one's definitely a favorite. I'm trying to think of a live action one though. And I'm struggling you know, to think of a live action you, you, one. You've got to throw the Treehouse of Horror in there. Yeah, especially the, the early ones. But I will say, I finally caught up on Treehouse of Horror like last year over the pandemic. Yeah, because I hadn't watched any Simpsons from ep- from like season twelve forward or something like that. So I hadn't seen sure. a Treehouse of Horrors in twenty years. And I gotta say, they ran out of good ideas for that after like the first six seasons. Like, a lot of those do not hold up. And a lot of the newer ones I didn't think were that good. So, I mean, you know, lynch me now. Hang me up, I guess. Hoist me upon my petard, or or whatever the saying is. Um, yeah. But again, not, not live action. Are there any live action ones? Can you think of a live action Halloween special? 
the only one that comes to mind is Mythbusters, and I don't think that's the kind of show he's talking about. Because, hmm. like, I, I think, like, this year... Well, I don't know what show it is. I think there was one year, maybe, where the Goldbergs had Freddy on it, and maybe that counts, but I didn't actually see that, so I'm not going to say that. I think Elvira is going to be on someone's show this year, but I don't know that that's the answer either. So, yeah, for me personally, I guess it would have to be Garfield, or I would even say that real Ghostbusters one, because it was definitely more Halloween-themed. Um yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking because I can't think of a single one. And there's a website, you know, Halloween Specials Wiki that lists all of the different Halloween. Now that I'm seeing this one, I am reminded of an episode of Family Matters in which yep. Urkel had a ventriloquist dummy that came to life. Yeah, yep, I remember that one. Stevel. But I'm definitely not going to call that a favorite. <laughs> no, there's, I think there's a couple I, I of, think of um, episodes of The Office that are Halloween party themed. Yeah, those are fine, I, but I don't think I would say I love them because they're Halloween themed. More so, just The Office has a lot of really good episodes. Um, I, I technically, I think I might have to say there is an episode of The Big Bang Theory. A lot of people don't like that show. Hiss. I think you're one of them. Hiss. Uh, and it is the first time that Leonard and Penny uh, kiss. And granted, she's drunk and sad, but still. And he's dressed. He's dressed like a hobbit. Well, that's problematic but for a lot of reasons. It is, but that's the only Halloween show I can think of off the top of my head. An episode of a show that I've seen because, like, I'm thinking of The West Wing. Not. I don't believe there was a West Wing Halloween show. So mm. there's definitely. Um, I think there's a there's like a zombie episode of Community, which is pretty good. But again, like mm-hmm. I, I, these are a lot of shows that I, like The Office or Community or even Parks and Rec, I think, has a Halloween episode. That's stuff that I, I consumed more as an adult. So I don't have that strong nostalgic um, longing for it. That I think probably is the key to picking a favorite. It, I, I, I feel like so. Like, I, I don't know. All good episodes, but I don't know that I, I consider any of them the greatest of all time yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, I suppose there is a late season West Wing episode that m- marginally includes Halloween. Uh, but that's a very good question. Oh, uh, I will say that there's actually a string of episodes in Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, that take place on Halloween. Um, every Halloween, they do like a heist episode, sort of. And... Certainly the first three or four of those were quite good. Um, so maybe that those again from a, a more yeah. modern series, I would say those were really good. I enjoyed those quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Mythbusters did ones in which they're like, you know, we're going to put scorpions on your face and like talking about fear and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, I suppose technically that would, you know, count. I will say all right, let's I, hear- just, just one last second thing here to add. Go for it. Um, they did just release a Muppets Halloween special on Disney Plus, which features the Muppets at the Haunted Mansion, um, which is the Haunted Ooh. Mansion of you know Disney World that fame. Be interesting. Uh, I've watched it and it was quite good. I enjoyed it. Only about it's about an hour long. I don't know if that counts as a special because it's not technically a TV show at this point. It's like one off thing, right? But 
I enjoyed that quite a bit. And if you haven't checked that out yet this season, I, I would suggest it. If you're if you like the Muppets, I think I feel like a lot of people don't these days because it just seems like their I don't last. Know how you don't like? It just seems like their last eighteen television. Like properties have not done well in the ratings which says to me okay i guess the muppets have run their course and people just aren't into them anymore but i don't know i still enjoy them i don't know i don't know how you don't like the muppets yeah all right that was it all right what's dan got for us questions for dc slash doc after the ring of honor releases where do you want to see gresham show up sent from my ipad I, I don't know who Gresham is. That that presumes. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is a... Uh, he is sort of... I, from, I've watched him a couple of times. He is reminiscent of early, early Ring of Honor Brian Danielson. Very technically sound. You know, almost Zack Sabre Jr.-esque in terms of how technically gifted he is. I believe he is married to Jordan Grace from Impact. Okay. I, be- I believe that's right. I don't know that that necessarily means anything. Uh, he's not going to work in the WWE system. He is a midget, um, as they would say. Build at uh, five I, foot four on the Ring of Honor's website. So he's probably like five foot yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't think he fits in AEW because um, he would just, you'd put him on darker elevation. And I don't know that he'd ever make it onto the main brand. I want to see him go to Japan. Watch him go to you know, go to Japan, wrestle in the junior heavyweight division, wrestle guys like Zack Saber, wrestle Takahashi. Um, I don't know. Ring of good. Honor 2.0 is going to need some faces, so let's put some multicolored tights on him and get him back in there. That's where he should show up. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'd like to see Dalton Castle do something. Uh, the Briscoes are still good after all these years, but. Not a huge amount of talent uh, in, you know, I want PCO to do like a six-week thing, fight Walter, and then leave. Um, all right. we That brings us, thank you for the emails to Mitchell and Glenn and Brent and Dan. That brings us to everyone's favorite part of the evening. Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity? Hmm. My piece of positivity... This week would have to be my stalling to try to figure out a piece of I, I, I don't know. What do you got? Let me think about this for a second. Um, my piece of positivity is specifically uh, it is a character in a movie. It is David Arbor playing the role of the Red Guardian in Disney's Black Widow, which I watched yesterday. So I have seen Black Widow now. Uh, The movie itself was good. It was not great. It was not bad. It was good. It was nice to watch a new Marvel movie. Um, I liked the series. I liked WandaVision. I liked Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I liked um, Loki. Uh, But it was nice to just have a movie have a story told as a movie. Um, I think Eddie McCabe mentioned this yesterday when I mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, it should have come out right after Civil War, since that's the time period that we're talking about. It would have made more sense if it had come out 
in continuity chronologically. But it was good. The action scenes were fine. A little much, but fine. The dialogue, the interaction between Black Widow's character and this pseudo-family that she had, including the Red Guardian, uh, that was the best part. It was quite funny. There were very funny moments. David Arbor was great. I would love to imagine a world in which he could play that character again, sort of the Russian Captain America. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you have Disney+, Plus, I would watch Black Widow just to be able to watch David Arbor, who was fantastic. All right. You've had all the time you get. What do you got? Yeah, I don't have anything. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, you 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 came home and got to take a nap. That must have felt yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I found out that I've got to replace basically the entire exhaust system in my car this week. Oh, so that's fun. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that because that's both catalytic converters, which is multiple thousands of dollars. I think I'm just going to buy a new car. But uh, I don't really want to do that either. So sure. that's where my brain is mostly at right now. Um, we're sell. I, are you the t- are you the type of person that wants to have the money for a car already there, and you just pay cash and then proceed to save for the next car? Or I'm halfway between. I'm the sort of person that wants to leave a big enough down payment that my monthly bill is extremely manageable for the life of sure. the remainder of the loan. Um, I look, I like having, you know, I don't mind having a loan. I think it's good for it helps you build credit because I'm going to pay that loan on time every single time. So it looks good for my credit score. Um, and again, uh, if I can get it so where it's like $300 a month or less, it's an easy way to do that. But what that means is, you know, leaving a significant chunk of money down. And I don't know if you've been paying attention. Man, the price of cars. It's, it's gone through the roof am, right now. I am driving the same car I bought in 2008. Yeah. This car is from 2012. And I was not happy to hear what I heard about my exhaust system this week. Yeah. Um, I, I need some body work done. Like under my gas cap is rusting. Yeah. Away yeah. The body of the car on. And I'm, I'm content to just run it into the ground. I have a decent amount saved. Um, we have other savings. So I will be, when I do buy a car, I will be just paying cash and just, you know, not having a loan. But see, that's um, the other part but, of it is if, if you can take that money put it into a brokerage account, stick it into an index fund, let it, this year it would have earned 15%, right? It makes more sense to do that and then to get the auto loan where you're only paying 2% interest and taking the rest of the bank, right? So I am one of those people that look at that and I'm like, it makes no sense to pay off my car in total um, right off the bat. But, I just, I do have, I struggle with having a a large monthly payment, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but the other part is, is like, I think we're close enough right now to like, you know, it being reasonable 
that I think I would, if I have to buy a car, ideally I wouldn't buy one for another year or two, but my next car would be an electric vehicle. And so I'm looking at that right now and I'm like, can I get an electric vehicle now? And I'm just like, ooh. Because like, I'm going to be wrong, there are some inexpensive options, but when you start getting to the ones that have all the features that I would want, the relative size, the utility, since it's our only vehicle, um, having all-wheel drive because we live in New England, um, having a decent amount of range on the battery, et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking at a $50,000 car. And with the current situation with these prices, cars selling above MSRP, maybe closer to $60,000. And I'm just like, am I the type of person that has $60,000 to spend on a car? I mean, I'll tell you, I don't have that kind of money to spend on a car. So then I'm just like, well, maybe I should just buy a cheap ass car. But then I'm just like, but why am I going to buy a car if it's not something that I want? And it's not like I've got a ton of expenses in my life. I think you should go the tall guy route and buy a motorcycle. Solves all your problems. That's not true. He he bought a motorcycle, but he also bought he bought a luxury vehicle the last time he bought. He bought um a giant nope. Acura with three row seating or something, didn't he? Motorcycle. Get yourself a nice little sidecar for, for him and his one child family, the three, the three row um massive SUV that he bought. We don't question tall guys' financial decisions. We just know they're terrible. Always. Um as he has as he has all the equipment to make beer in his basement and doesn't make beer. That sounds like tall guy. Um I, I I'm celebrating 13 years together with my wife this week. Hey, that's lovely. So 13 years. 13 is the lucky number, right? That's my piece of positivity. That is. That's, that's a wonderful piece of positivity. I like that you buried that and made it sound like you didn't have one. And then you surprised us with one that you clearly had been thinking about the entire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't come through on my phone in a text message form from my wife telling me to say it. Did you text her and say, what's my piece of positivity? No, I think she what just heard me struggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mrs. Manson. Uh, I tried to get her to do the show while you were sleeping, and she said she couldn't have figured out your audio setup. Yeah, I, I doubt she could even have turned the computer on. Not because she's not capable, but just because she's never seen it. She's never done it. You know what I mean? So, Does she know it's under the desk now? <laughs> I mean, I would have to assume with her eyes, she knows that, but I I mean, I don't know. Assume with your eyes. I assume she's seen it. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, um, I wish you luck if you do decide to buy a car. I think I'm going to have to, because I am actually, I got the card in the mail that I'm due for emissions. Uh, That's next month. And I don't think it's going to pass emissions. So I think I got to do something here. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to make it uh, to spring in which I am hoping that the the market will be better because I'm looking at like a pre-owned car from like 2018, 2019, and it's still over $30,000. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm I really want to get an electric car, especially and I, I want to do it now because I feel like we're almost there in terms of like this country having enough charging stations 
so on yep. and so forth. And I just, I feel like I should be ahead of the curve. I should take advantage. I should get the tax credit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I should, I should take advantage of all those things and just do sure. it. But, well, in university living, I would have to imagine both universities you travel to would have charges. I'm not stations. sure about one of them, but one of them definitely does. Um, and the, yeah, I would. And, like, and the other part of it is, like, again, you can charge at home. It's not that far you, away. You know what I mean? And, like, I, my daily commute is eight miles or something. Like, outside, worst, I'm doing 20 miles a day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. an electric yeah. car, I, 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 even with, uh, even just plugging it in, not getting an electrician out to the house, just plugging it into a standard 120 volt outlet. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It would take 30 hours or something to charge it completely. But given that I'm only using eight miles a day, like I could probably charge it just like that for a long time and only going to a charging station when I really need to. And at some point I could get a higher voltage outlet installed at the house and then I'm just good, yeah. but I, well, it's not like you have, you know, you're not driving to Chicago. No, to and like that, that is the thing that gives there. me anxiety is, well, what if I want to drive out on vacation somewhere? Um, and then, but even then, like, I'm like, but like, even if I, even if you get one of these cars now with like a standard range battery, they're still good for 200 miles. Like, I, yeah, is it what I mean? So at that point, if you're going, you know, 60 miles an hour, give or take. Right. Like you could drive for three hours before you had to stop to charge. Like, I, mm-hmm. and aren't there high yes. speed charging stations yeah. as opposed to just a regular? Yeah, there are high station. speed ones. You stop and maybe in like 15 minutes, depending on the car you have, you might be able to have an 80% charge and then you just go to the next one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's yeah. that big of a deal anymore. No. But I don't think so. Uh, the They built a new you know, Mega Mart convenience store gas station across the street. It's been there for maybe two years. They have a charging station. So if you ever need to, you can come out to my neck mm. of the woods and, and charge your there vehicle you go. and have a, de- and have a delightful pastry. Cause it's right near a bakery. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, all right there. So uh, send your automotive uh, recommendations. If you, if you know of a uh, electric car, that doc Madsen should purchase. I'm looking at uh, the Ford Mustang Mach E. That actually what you're looking yeah. for? Yeah. Wow. There's a, that doesn't seem like a utility vehicle. It is. It is, which is why it's actually a weird departure for the Mustang brand. It's actually a crossover SUV say. type thing. Um, I got to look this up. So there's been a lot of controversy in the community, but of course, I don't give a shit about that. I don't care about the name Mustang or what that means. I just want an electric vehicle. I'm like the only thing in that size range, like I could get a Tesla Model Y for around the same price range. But, like, I feel, I'm sorry, like, Tesla does, like, the cars are cool and all, but I don't think I can justify giving any money to Elon Musk, like, <laughs> at all. I am looking at one that is, like, bumblebee-ish, sure. yeah. like this yellowish gold. Yeah. I could see you. I could see you. Don't get me wrong. I'd probably just get a black or a gray one, but. <laughs> Ooh. They have a very nice, like, bright. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'd love to go with a a cheaper car, like a a Nissan Leaf or a Chevy Bolt or something like that. But, like, none of those have all-wheel drive. And I feel like living in New England, I should get a vehicle with all-wheel drive. Are these two-door or four-door? I can't even Uh, tell. Four-door, I believe. Wow. Hey, 
tall guy will be very jealous if you come to one in. And but the other problem with that, of course, is try to get one. They're, they don't make that many of them. They're all sold out. They're going for over MSRP. And in theory, I need to buy this thing in the next month because of emissions. <laughs> so, uh, Or you buy, okay, or you buy a cheaper yeah. car. Yeah, that's true. Maybe a Subaru. Yeah. Maybe a Subaru. And then drive it for a few months. And then when you're ready to go for the electric car, I will buy the Subaru off of you. Mm. Then we're all set. All right. You looking at Subarus? What are you looking at? Foresters? Uh, Outback Forester. Yeah. Whatever. I like the Forester quite a bit. The Outback, just aesthetically, I've always, they just look a little strange to me. They've always looked more like a station wagon than an SUV, I guess. But I feel like the Forester looks way more like a Jeep. And I just know your affinity for Jeeps. I feel like that's. I am. I, I do tend to be a yeah. Jeep person, but uh, Mrs. Matthews has a Subaru. Does she have an Outback? I now enjoy. I forget. Yeah. And I now enjoy driving that more than my car. Now, granted, hers is a 2018, 2019. Mine's a 2008. So there's probably a reason yeah. why. But well, Subarus um, are but good yeah, for weather. No. You know, that four wheel drive, the boxer engine, very reliable. That's so that's it. We're going up to the great north every couple of months or every month at this point. So, you know, would make sense. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You're just, you're just putting it out there. All you right. Know. Okay. You you buy the Subaru, drive it off the lot, and then I'll pay Blue Book yeah, price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave and, the depreciation on that. Yeah. All right there, friends. Thank you for joining us on this episode 294. Three. Why do I always go like one or two ahead? I'm like, we're so close. Uh, 293. We will eventually get to episode 300, and it will be glorious. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good Happy night? anniversary, Mrs. Manson. Aww, and also, such a romantic. if you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can send an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I was really, for some reason, I was like, if you, I just expected you to go, if you want to have your thoughts read on the air, you could go straight to hell. <laughs> Uh, you can listen to our entire back catalog. Um, DC is not usually this ornery in in the previous episodes, but you can listen to those at ddtwrestling.com, ddtpod.com, or at your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to send a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on, the podcast train, a chug a luggin, and hey, I need money for a down payment on a car, so give generously, my friends. Give generously. We'll set up a new tier <laughs> for the new car funds. We'll take pictures of the inside of the car. We'll tell you where we're going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I get one of those cars, uh, that, you know, some of those electric cars have those front trucks, I, trunks. I think we talked about this on the show. If 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 you do donate in, in the Patreon a, a sum of over a thousand dollars, I will fill the front trunk with your choice of, of dip, and I will eat uh, uh, chips or wings from the front trunk of the car. Uh, that is a promise I'm willing to make. Wow, wow! I could see Glad being like, "Could I regular thousand dollars? I could probably regular thousand dollars." We'll have a piece of business telethon and we will raise a thousand dollars. All right. So that 
Uh, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining us. Have yourselves a wonderfully safe Halloween. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? <laughs>